0: On the cast, we were talking about reality and our perception of what UFOs might be. Of course, our old friend David Halpern is very much in the camp of Carl Jung's collective unconscious. And that was kind of a conversation to have him talking about that and Randall talking about physical UFOs. We also have a third party with us this week who hasn't been with us for a couple of years. And we wanted to welcome back to the Paracast with a round of applause, if I can find the proper recording,
1: Chris O'Brien. It's been a while. It has indeed. Hey, welcome to the show. It's great to have you back. I was really relieved to hear that you were doing well out there uh, amongst all this pandemic uh, that's going on.
2: Yeah, it's a little dicey here in New York. I'm on the highest mountain in the county upstate. As of last count, we've got about 85,000 in the entire county uh, in terms of population. And we've had 55 confirmed cases. And I think yesterday we had our first death or
1: fatality or whatever. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's not over yet. Uh, you know, yeah, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> there's, you know, there, there, there's conspiracies abound out there still about it, and yeah. But you know, the yeah. bottom line is it's happening. This is something you can see, and it's pretty obvious that it's it's yeah. not just some kind of a hoax. That's for sure. Well, or
2: if it's just a, I, I've been seeing, you know, kind of Monday you know, morning quarterbacking about, well, it's just like the flu. If if we, you know, just went about our business and acted normal, it would have swept through just like a, you know, a a bad, you know, year of the flu. And I, uh, I I totally disagree with that. I think we are dealing with something that um, is very virulent and uh, extremely bad on, people who have respiratory issues, especially. And there are some physical traits that a lot of the victims have. Plus there's a you know, kind of an interesting, <laughs> to put it lightly, a correlation between the number of African-Americans that are getting the uh, coronavirus and dying and brown people and, I'm not sure about Asians, but relatively speaking, white Anglo-Americans are disproportionately safer uh, in this pandemic. The numbers are starting to come out. What is it? Chicago, I think it's 23 percent black and 70 percent of the COVID-19 cases are you know, that are killing people are in the black community, so you know, there's some environmental things in there, obviously obesity, diabetes, um, smoking, respiratory stuff. But, um, I don't know if it can explain that big of, of a disparity. Uh,
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, I heard but, about that this morning, and, and yeah, you know, one of the things I think we could we really need to have a close look at which i've been trying to get through to some people is that i think this needs a more holistic approach in other words it's one thing to just look at the virus and see what it's doing and look at the statistics and deal with people on a case-by-case basis in that close-up sort of fashion but when you get looking at the bigger picture like this and you start to take into account factors like Social status, like people who are living in poverty, like there are a quarter million people a year that die in the USA from poverty related problems and throwing the entire world into a state of abject poverty could end up being worse than the disease itself if we're not careful. And look how many people of color are working in, you know, frontline service sector type jobs just, you know, on that, you know, without that one paycheck, they're on the street almost.
2: Well, I'm reminded of the soup kitchen lines and, you know, 2930 of all the guys in the, you know, trench coats and fedoras lined up, you know, four abreast for half a mile. Well, you're seeing the same thing today. Their
0: photos now storing the Washington Post, excuse me, the Amazon. Washington Post, story in the Washington Post <laughs> that says, I'm glad I have someone's laughing and me, very few people do. But there's a story where people are waiting for miles and it reminds me almost of the gas lines back in the 1970s. I mean, you two are young whippersnappers. Well, you don't remember it one, quite
2: as well one, as I do.
3: Well,
2: I sure as hell do. It's one thing for your car to be hungry. It's another thing for your family to be hungry. It's a big difference
0: the thing of also here is we can argue the politics and about whether they could have taken it more seriously or not in certain parts of the U S government, but the conspiracy theories abound. And we were going to get into something with regard to reality in a moment because of the connection with David Halperin, but the conspiracy theories are wacky. The other day I was picking up some takeout food and the cashier said to me, well, it's just 5g. And I said, what do you, what do you mean 5g? And she said, well, 5G waves are causing people to become infected. Oh, yeah. Now, I then read a story that Facebook had removed
2: references to that because it's nonsense. And that's what happens when you get situations like this. People are torching uh, cell towers, and they're not even 5G, but people think they are. Um, And they're going ahead and torching them.
1: Yeah, I think that has to do with the idea that 5G frequencies have some sort of an effect on people's immune systems. And I'm no big fan of cell phones. I don't own a cell phone. I don't use wireless. The WHO has started taking wireless routers out of elementary schools and stuff because there is some evidence that it does have a health effect. But let's face it. This is caused by a virus. They've even got pictures of it, and you know those towers don't transmit viruses; they transmit radio wave frequencies. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it's like people who think, well, you know, if you go outside when it's cold, you would catch a cold. Well, that's not the case. Cold is caused by germs, not by the cold.
2: No, it's called by it's it's uh, created by a virus. Or right. it's a cold is a virus, or, and a or, virus yeah, can be you know, a, a virus is the smallest life form. Um, known to science and the only thing that's smaller is a thousand times smaller and it's a misfolded protein called Macau disease kruzfeld jacobs chronic right. wasting, scrapy. so you know when people have the N95 mask that's the one that everybody wants I've had people try to buy my you know off off my faces you know try to get me to tell them where I got it and The screen or the filter, uh, three-micron squares, basically. And just to give you an idea how small uh, any sort of corona-type virus is, um, they're one micron in size. So, I mean, some of them will get through a, uh, you know, the kind of industry – I guess standard N95
1: mask. Uh, So it's just a little bit of science there for everybody. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And you know uh, about the prions and such from your research and your most excellent book, which I own, Stalking the Herd, which we've got to get uh, into talking about during the show here, too. We should have an update
0: on that, but we're going to have Um, to update in a moment with uh, other announcements, and then we'll get back. We have the one and only former co-host, Chris O'Brien, back for more abuse just for one segment. Seriously, for one show, but I think he'll be back for a lot more. But we're going to catch up on what's happened, of course, since he did the book Stalking the Herd, the Sanian Lewis Valley Camera Project, about the current situation in the world, which is completely wacky. What's been going on in the UFO world? So much more to talk about, okay? And we've got to continue with that. Chris O'Brien, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy. Chris, you're going to do it again. You're in. (laughs) We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com,
4: Attention all radio listeners who still need food supplies. If you've thought about the implication of food-related supply chain disruptions and are concerned about the coming quarantines, this will be the most important message you will ever hear. Here's why. In the next few days, all Americans will face extremely hard choices. If we've learned anything from China and Italy, it's that quarantines and enforced lockdowns are just a few days away here in the U.S., Listen, while dehydrated food is becoming scarce, you can still get enough open pollinated heirloom seeds to grow a one-acre crisis garden. The truth is, growing nutrient-dense vegetables in the days ahead may actually be the single most important thing you do. Go to survivalseedbank.com and watch the new video to understand the nature of the threat. This could be life-saving. Lockdowns can last from six to eight weeks. Get free bonus seeds, special quarantine reports too. Go to survivalseedbank.com. That's survivalseedbank.com.
3: Jake was
5: in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? 92 what they said they would do they came
1: through for me i ended up saving an unbelievable amount i was so jazzed i was extremely happy if you
5: owe more than ten thousand dollars in back taxes take jake's advice give federal tax management a phone call if they help me they can help anybody call the federal tax management hotline now 800-503-8625 800-503-8625 800-503-8625
4: do you want to give you and your loved ones premium nutrition right now Hi. I'm Jamil Bookaboo from TeamGaday.com and the GCN Longevity Health Team. Get your premium nutrition formulated by world-renowned naturopathic doctor, Dr. Joel Wallach at wholesale, or also become a distributor and earn income while supporting this broadcast. Go to TeamGaday.com via the shopping cart or contact form, and I'll get back to you with support personally. That's TeamGaday.com with Longevity.
6: We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com.
0: We're back with our old friend Chris O'Brien, who has been a busy bee for the past couple of years, and we're going to play catch-up. As you know, as we consider the people who are vulnerable, to coronavirus. Chris, you've mentioned this before. Your lungs haven't been so nice to you in recent years. So we worry about you. Bring our listeners <laughs> up to date, please.
2: Yeah, fortunately, I'm not close to New York City, so I have not been dealing with the kind of uh, consternation and paranoia that uh, you'll find um, 100 miles close to the city. I'm I'm in upstate and my county with a population of about 85.5 thousand people has only had 55 official cases and one death. Now, obviously, we haven't been doing the kind of testing up here that you would uh, expect in an urban area. Well, with the way the (laughs) federal government has been kind of messing up with the whole testing thing, everything is so up in the air. Um, But when I go out, I'll tell you, I am so careful. Some people are saying, hey, this is just like a normal flu in in terms of the numbers. But, um, I've got a friend who's sitting there. Um, he was taken from another hospital further upstate, brought to Binghamton, and um, he's uh, you know, on the front line there and, and, you know, sent me an email and said, "Hey, take this seriously. This is a real deal." So that being said, I'm being extremely careful. I wipe everything down. I'm going out with an N95 mask which, of course, is about a three micron square, and the coronavirus is a one micron virus. So <laughs> even the best mask for this type of uh, scenario, some of these viruses can get through. They're the smallest life form known to man, besides misfolded proteins called prions and as uh, longtime listeners will know, I've been uh, doing quite a bit of research into prion disease, which is mad cow disease in cows and Kutzfeldt-Jakob's disease in humans and chronic wasting disease in wild game. Um, that being said, I've only been down off the, uh, <laughs> the mountain three times in the last month, so I'm taking it careful. Well, that sounds
0: good. Maybe that's the best thing. Now, one of the things I've said less than seriously, Chris, is we get all these people channeling higher powers, people who claim to be in touch with ET and getting these edicts (laughs) to straighten up and fly right. Now, we have what? 7,000 people in New York State are dead, which is two and a half times, almost two and a half times the number from 9-11. Where is ET when we needed them? People are dying <laughs> all over the world, and E.T. Well, e. is sitting back and hanging out.
2: Well, I've, I've seen a couple of, you know, paranoid uh, observations. I won't name any names, but it's reprehensible um, that this is actually an E.T. disease. Aliens are cleaning up the uh, virus on the planet, and, and they're using the virus to get rid of the virus that's destroying the wonderful bio— Uh, diversity on on the planet. uh, Occam's razor, things are a little bit, I think, simpler than that. It's when you get into the, the real hardcore genetics about where the virus came from, whether it was manipulated, and it gets into a bunch of interesting scenarios. I mean, the head of the chemistry department at Harvard, who's a biomechanic, expert um, his specialty is um, nanotechnology creating nano transistors that are uh, bio sort of, sort of transistors and um, tied in with you know Chinese nationals trying to escape with 21 vials of biological material and this was back when in November, Uh, 2019 Uh, and he was also I think involved in the uh, somehow in the work of uh, creating the the Wuhan Biophysical Laboratory which is uh, one of the only known I think or possibly the only acknowledged biolab in China which just happens to be two miles downwind of the fish market now how Shakespearean (laughs) <laughs> I, I find that it's a little too ironic to, uh, you know, to not take notice. I mean, we're talking about you know one of the top bio biochemists in the world getting one point five million dollars from the Chinese government and uh, smuggling out bio secrets and uh, possibly even samples and and being involved in a bio lab that's two miles from the epicenter of the coronavirus. Uh, corona 19 or the end corona 19 virus i could go on and on uh, i'm a researcher i like to know what people are saying I, I really appreciate good investigative journalism there's some things about this whole mess i mean for instance uh, as soon as uh, donald trump declared a national emergency the presidential seal and the 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 flag of the president disappeared from the press briefings go check it out um if you know anything about all the executive orders that go into effect and something's going on that's just not not just biology and paranoia. Uh, oh, know. definitely,
1: Chris. <laughs> Defi- there is no doubt. I've been saying from the beginning, they're not telling us everything. I don't believe that this is necessarily an engineered virus. And I don't think it's anything from the aliens. But when you started talking about the fish market and the Wuhan market, they have done some pretty good investigative journalism, speaking of that, on the Australian 60 Minutes I was watching, where there's just no question that it came out of China and that it was covered up.
2: But there's some genetic markers that uh, indicate, at least in one version, that the the virus actually came from
1: Fort Detrick. Well, yeah. Now that I hadn't heard, so now you're backing it up one more degree, and I'd really, I'd like to hear more about that because well, I haven't. We I've got to look at this that. This
2: is a, this is a this is a show about the paranormal. I don't want to get into all this conspiracy oh. intrigue. I, you know, well, conspiracy really, is part
1: of the deal, man. Well, I, I'm, <laughs> you know? I'm
2: not, and this is I'm, not, I'm not confident in my. Amateur appraisal of the science. There's there's some pretty heavy duty um, geneticism that's going on, and genetic manipulation, and you know the the very process of 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 you know bats who are being kept. Um, in an environment that they're not used to, which is daytime, and they're getting bombarded with uh, ultraviolet radiation that c- could create mutations that could go into, you know, the pan, you know, pandalins or whatever they they're saying. There's a kind of a bridge species into humans. Um, you know. The, the, yeah. I, I'm still, I'm still working on trying to assemble all the facts and get my ass up to speed when it comes to, uh, you know, to hardcore genetic science. Let's do our break. We've got Chris, Gene, and Randall. You're in.
6: The bird. Yes.
7: Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today.
8: We've all seen and perhaps used the alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Have you noticed how it dries your skin, and as soon as the alcohol evaporates, it's no longer effective? GCNteam.com has alcohol-free antibacterial soap and foam meeting or exceeding all requirements set forth by the United States Food and Drug Administration. Come to GCNteam.com. Keyword antibacterial or call 877-878-4203.
3: USA Radio News with Wendy King.
10: The death toll from the coronavirus in the United States has now climbed above 20,000. That moves the U.S. past Italy as the country with the most people lost to COVID-19. In the hardest hit state, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says it's not time yet to lift restrictions and open businesses.
8: In my opinion, you can't ask the people of this state or this country to choose between lives lost and dollars
10: gained. In Ohio, Governor Mike DeWine says even if you do reopen the businesses, there is no guarantee of a return to normal life. Even if we
11: open tomorrow, which we're not going to do, um, the economy is not going to roar back until you know, people have more confidence. If people are scared to death, literally, uh, they're not going to go out. This is USA Radio News.
13: Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is From the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio.
0: Yes, we've returned to the past, the thrilling days of yesteryear when Chris O'Brien, for like eight years or so, was the guest co host of the Paracast, and we're happy to relive good times with him. But unfortunately, right now, there aren't too many good times to think about. We've got what, in terms of the unemployment rate in the U.S. and around the world, is pretty much a depression. People are stuck in their homes, whether they want to be or not, going stir crazy. We have arguments in the White House. I don't want to get into that because that gets to be pretty nuts. And we are already, for the most part, nuts enough already. In any case, we were talking, obviously, about possible causes of this. Is yeah. it in the open market in Wuhan province in China? Is it the bats? I don't know. I would hope it's nothing that was
1: deliberately engineered. It is a bad virus. That, that much I sure. know. Yeah, definitely. The other thing they know is that the one of the scientists, one of the doctors that first isolated the thing and tried to he, warn people has disappeared. Well actually he died the first No, one. he died. He was yeah. one of the first people to die. Yeah, and they took them into a room and made them sign non-disclosure agreements and took away all their evidence on the first round. That's been leaked out and then he died and then the other people who have been following him and pretty much anyone that tries to question any of that seems to be disappearing over there. No, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, it's really it's really dark. It, w- and, it wouldn't uh, surprise me. They knew that this was leaking out of the province and getting to the airports and they let the aircraft fly out of there, like millions of people fly out of there. Definitely tens of thousands. <laughs> I mean, that's just what they were saying on this news report, right? And I thought that number sounded high too. But then if you think about how many airplanes are taking off daily and how many people are on them daily for like over a month, uh, I don't know. That's a lot of people, no matter how you look at it, right? If they knew that, which now we know they knew that and they let it happen. Part of me thinks, okay, even if it was something that began as natural and made its way out like that. Isn't it the perfect sort of plausible deniability Yeah, you know, for someone? And, and it's not like governments haven't done that before to see what happens with bioweapons. They've done that in the United States in the past. Yeah, You know that, right? We know that. There's yeah. documents that, that have been released. They, they had a ship going up and down San Francisco Harbor, I believe. It was like back in the 60s or something where they were releasing some aerosol into the air. And quite a few people got sick and a couple people died.
2: Well, and they did some stuff for the New York subway system.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's not it's not inconceivable that their uh, tacticians thought, well, isn't this the perfect you know chance to just watch what would happen if we just let it go?
2: I kind of disagree. I would say too paranoid and smart enough to know they're releasing a, a bioagent like a virus where humans have absolutely no... Antibodies and no uh, natural immunity and protection from it. I mean, it's something that will will do what it's done. I mean, we haven't seen the real extent of how this virus is going to impact the world when it gets to India, when it gets to Africa, with its it seems like a predilection to uh, brown people and black people. It's going to make what's happening in Western Europe and United States look like a a mild, you know, flu season. I mean, they have absolutely no resources. They are packed together, unsanitary conditions. In a lot of these uh, places, you know, a billion people. This could be really catastrophic. And when it hits the refugee camps in Greece and and, uh, you know, where all the Syrian refugees have had to had to go into Turkey and Greece, these people are packed together in tents. There's just there's just no way a respiratory uh, virus like this is not going to take out a whole crapload of people. You know, we haven't really seen the end of this. I, I really have a sense that. Our culture has been irrevocably changed. Things like sports stadiums, basketball NBA games, um, rock concerts, you know, movie theaters, uh, operas—I mean, the events where a hundred plus people get together—is going to be subject to <laughs> to some debate. You know, whether that's been by design or whether it's unintended you know circumstances consequences i you know i really don't know but one thing i can tell you is we're not going back to business as usual when it comes to lots of people in close proximity to
1: one another this has really put a dent in a lot of people's psyches well yeah and there are people who are concerned too about our it just basic human rights and being tracked and monitored and the increased surveillance state that is going to result from some of this and and rightfully so, I think. When you get looking at it like whether it's natural or not, we've got this problem to deal with. But getting looking you know back to the cause, I mean, I don't know if you've listened to or if you know anything about the exiled Chinese billionaire. I think his name is uh Zhou Wenjui or something like that. But he oh, yeah. is An exiled Chinese billionaire who says that the CCP over there, the Chinese Communist Party, has on their agenda to completely destabilize the West. He said so much as he said they want to go as far as to kill Americans. And when you look at what's going on with the Chinese military expansion in the South China Sea, and you start putting all this together, and and we know now that they knew. OK, the leader of the Chinese Communist Party knew that this was escaping and getting out on airplanes that were all flying out to the West. And look at the position they're in now compared to us. I mean, it, it, OK, we could say it's all just coincidence. It was, you know, it just happened to escape from a market, which was a fish market. Uh, and the nearest uh, market that had anything to do with the bats was something like 90 miles away or something like that. Yeah, you know, it just. There's just too many coincidences to say that there's not something more than they've been telling us. No, well,
2: it's a brave new world, and uh, unfortunately, um, the federal government was not prepared. They dilly dallied. I don't want to get into Trump bashing, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> why probably, not? <laughs> it's well, it, I think it's been the uh, the most uh, glaring example of
1: a lack of leadership at the top in this country ever <laughs> well something else to mention too like what, what when we go back a little bit further to the beginning of the segment there where we were talking about uh other sorts of uh conspiracy theories uh the environmentalist and human rights investigator his uh stephen gallster he called COVID 19 mother nature's revenge so they yeah, is that, I love that. I love that, theory. you know, you know, I mean, <laughs> guy, look, guy is starting to get pissed, <laughs> yeah, and you know, i I kind of empathize with that view. Uh, it's when you see what they've been doing to the animals and such over there yeah. in those wet markets, I mean, yeah and, I mean, really, it's and it, it, they the government sanctioned them for years. then they would close them down, then they would reopen them, and then this would happen again. Yeah. So it's not the first time. This is something like the third release in in twenty years or something like that.
2: Yeah, and the same with mirrors in the uh, the Middle East and and camels. And I, I I mean, this is just this is the beginning of um, you know a whole new uh, you know pandemic consciousness that we're going to have to deal with because I think we're going to be seeing more and more of this type of you know totally. Uh, you know we're we're unprotected uh, for a lot of these viruses, and they can sweep through large swaths of the countryside. And uh, I, I think we're just seeing the, the beginning of a whole new phase of of uh, you know bio mechanisms that. Uh, Potentially, David Perkins and I have been talking about potentially these these pathogens are being released into the environment uh, by design. Let's to, break uh, it
0: here. Let's break it here. <laughs> we'll talk about more of this with Gene Randall and Chris. Chris, you can do it again. You're in the perigas.
6: House flies defecate every
14: four to five minutes, spreading diseases and germs. Protect your food and your health with Bug Assault, a miniaturized shotgun which utilizes ordinary table salt as ammunition. Non-toxic, no batteries required, only $39.95. Use discount code GCN and get an extra 10% off your purchase at BugAssault.com. Fire your fly swatter. Get
15: your Bug Assault today.
11: If you have diabetes and you're on Medicare, Medicaid, or have private insurance, you may qualify for a new continuous glucose monitor. Managing your diabetes is crucial to your health. The new CGM can automatically and easily help you manage your diabetes more effectively. And by using a CGM, you can eliminate the one thing most people with diabetes dislike the most, finger sticks. Now you can automatically manage your diabetes and end the painful finger sticks. Solara Medical Supplies makes it simple for you to have a new CGM. We'll do all the insurance paperwork for you and deliver the newest in diabetic care technology right to your door. Take charge of your diabetes today with the help of a new continuous glucose monitor. Call now to learn more. 800-547-5331. 800-547-5331. 800-547-5331. That's 800-547-5331.
8: This is me, the Merciless. You
2: are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal
14: radio, exactly according to my plan.
0: Now, we know when you did Stalking the Herd, you were working very closely with David Perkins, Chris. So you're talking here about possible pathogens, but we're at this point where sci-fi has always predicted that the early part of the 21st century would have some kind of Armageddon level event, And I'm saying what we're having now is necessarily that, because if it is, we don't have to worry about the future, the power cast or anything else will be gone soon enough. But what are your feelings about this entire situation? Do you think we're no, just no. in a yeah. situation I, where we, as most governments didn't react in time or something's being done here that we need to worry about?
2: No, I, I think it's a big wake up call. I think there's a lot of things going on, including um, some sort of tricksterish element that's involved. Um, that's why everybody's been cobbing their pants down, I think, is because once entrenched very set in stone structures uh, get too complacent. The trickster tends to come in and come up with a way to topple, um, you know, static structures and create change and and create just shake everything up. And if you combine that with Gaia possibly being uh, uh, conscious and maybe uh, giving us a wake up call uh you know I, I read an interesting article that uh I forget who it was it uh, said that well because we haven't been dealing with climate change this is this is Gaia's punishment you know and you know I, I don't quite buy into that but but the logic uh it has a ring to it uh so you know I think we we really owe it to ourselves uh to really research the hell out of this subject. And do our own research, get up to speed on how biological agents uh, can be manipulated, uh, can be w- weaponized, um, which is going on all the time all over the world. It was just inevitable for something like this to, to uh, come out naturally. Or have it be like, you know, mad cow, potentially, and chronic wasting disease I actually escaped containment because they were monkeying around with something that uh, they didn't realize how resilient it was. I mean, these coronavirus, they can survive on, um, like, uh, stainless steel for mica up to three days. They can survive on cardboard up to a day. Um, they don't know how long and what conditions uh, need to be um, in place in order for these things to reach the end of their lifetime and die. But they're talking about these things being able to hang in the air for hours and hours. Uh, again, uh, you know, the future of, of large groups of people getting together, I think that there's going to be quite a bit of debate about how this is going to uh, affect UFO conferences, church. Um, I think a lot of the things are going
1: <laughs> to... Oh, definitely. I mean, t- on the last show...
2: They're going oh. to go uh, virtual, and, and a lot of these things are
1: going to be converted to go online. Oh, yeah, like we were just talking about on the last show. I mean, UFOCon 2020, I think, went ahead, but the latest, the MUFON one, it hasn't been canceled yet, as far as I know, but I called their hotel and it's closed. They were going to open, I think, in, in uh, May, but I'm thinking that's way too optimistic. Yeah, you know, there's but on the MUFON site, it it doesn't say anything. At least the other day, it didn't say anything about them canceling that. I don't think anybody's going to go. They can't go if it stays at the way that it is. Yeah. Well, a
2: friend of mine just flew from Boston
1: to San Francisco
2: about three or four days ago. And uh, (laughs) he said there were eight people on
1: the plane and he paid eighty five dollars. Wow. You know what we were talking about just a little bit earlier, though, about uh, sort of kind of the analogy and the way that Earth is, you know, this could be some kind of reaction to Mother Earth. and, And okay, we can personify nature. I don't think there's really anything necessarily wrong with that. and uh, But this has really been foretold as far back as 1949 with the novel Earth Abides by George Stewart. If you've read that, then you, you know anyone who's read that would know that's about a prospector who comes in out of the wild to find that civilization's been essentially wiped out by uh, a plague. And then we've had Contagion and a number of other movies. People yeah. and science, yeah. science fiction. Uh, there's the Andromeda Strain. We've tried to warn the world that this could yeah. happen for yeah. Decades.
2: Sci-fi, sci-fi does have a way of, of uh, you know, a, hundred, a million monkeys at a million typewriters. Somebody generally comes up with a scenario that. Uh, You know, is uh, life imitating art. But here's a theory for you. And I'm saying this a little bit in jest, but everything I'm going to be saying is true. Uh, I'll let you draw your own conclusions. And uh, this is no slight on anybody or anything. But I find it very interesting that on June 15th, 2015, CERN did this, some some experiment that was secret. Evidently, it was successful and the scientists were jumping up and down and uh, everybody went, oh, cool. Glad you guys are accomplishing something. Well, I think those bastards, they they stuck us sideways in some parallel universe (laughs) and we're now in some really bad alien black comedy reality show because that was the day that Donald Trump announced his candidacy for president. (laughs) yeah <laughs> if you go back in history and look at historical events that occurred on june 15th or is either the 15th or 14th and whatever the, the right date is uh it's pretty interesting some of the things that occurred on that particular uh day of the year i digress
1: <laughs> uh, yeah but it's it's all fun for sure i uh, i mean Definitely the idea of alternate universes or parallel universes. Yeah, that's got to be my favorite of all of them. Uh, the extraterrestrial hypothesis or interstellar hypothesis, I guess, would be more accurate. Yeah, that's probably the most likely. But I really do love the idea that there is another parallel universe altogether. And that might be where well, at least some of them are from. Yeah, just to remind our listeners. Uh, that,
2: that was supposed to be a you know, comedic kind of joke routine.
1: I, I don't believe that's what happened. I just find yeah. it intriguingly coincidental. Oh yeah. I mean, like that, that's what I was commenting. If anyone heard it, like, it reminds me of an episode of Rick and Morty. I don't know if you've checked that out, but it's, it's quite fabulous. The thing about good humor is it, at least this is what my English professor said. He says, all good humor should contain an element of truth. And that's why it's good when you approach it from that point of view. It's one of the things that actually makes the whole subject to me totally interesting and fascinating and also fun on top of it. What subject? Oh, ufology and the paranormal in general, because you can take it seriously because there is something weird going on. Like you're an experiencer, Chris, you know right so am i i've seen a ufo close enough. you've had more than i have well i don't know for sure we both had weird experiences like i don't think either one of us would go no it's all just in our minds there's something going on that's out there that's not yeah. just us making it up
2: no i <laughs> i've known that for let's see
1: 56 uh, years yeah. You're like your childhood experiences are amazing. I, I think at one time, I think I called you one of the most important people in ufology because, you know, we're not looking close enough at the people sometimes and what it is that's happening to them, because whatever this phenomena or force or these beings or entities, whatever you want to call them, whatever they're doing with the people, that's where the communication is. That's where the clues are. Is sure we can try to Get some hard data, and we definitely should talk about that, too. But I think the people are just as important. Yeah, the experiencer is
2: way more important than what they experience. And um, I've always believed that. Uh, and I use the the, the word believe uh, very, very rarely. And Jacques Vallée, I think, is someone that um, realized this early on, but following up on witnesses, finding out how their reality view has been altered, or if it has, and finding out, you know, what's different in their lives and in their, you know, their way of perceiving their reality and interacting um, with others. How has that been changed or hasn't been changed that's a whole really important aspect that has been totally ignored with with very few exceptions if i could just break in there
4: before we break
0: in we got a break we got more to come with gene randall gene randall
15: and chris you're in the (laughs) paragraph Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what.
4: You're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri?
7: Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
9: Hey,
13: everyone. Proactive MD has an incredible offer for our radio listeners only. Stay tuned for our exclusive offer that includes a free charcoal pore cleansing brush and free shipping. Proactive MD with prescription strength Adapalene can heal and prevent future breakouts. Today, for just $19.95, we're offering listeners the three-piece Proactive MD system with free shipping, plus a free gift, the new charcoal pore cleansing brush. Get this exclusive offer by calling now, 1-800-583-8662, or go to proactive.com. And enter promo code radio. You heard right. Proactive MD plus free shipping and a free gift. The new charcoal pore cleansing brush. You'll get all this for just $19.95. And their 60-day money-back guarantee. You're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear. Or you get your money back. Call now. 1-800-583-8662. That's 1-800-583-8662. Or go to Proactive.com and enter promo code radio. Again, go to Proactive.com and enter promo code radio
6: welcome back to the paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio and now here's jane steinberg chris hasn't gotten used to the
0: echo effect yet we'll have to put him under echo when he does it the next time randall you're about to say
1: something Yeah, right. Uh, Just before the break there, you were talking about how important the people are and the experiencers. Uh, Recently, I just learned uh, from one of our exchanges before the show that you are. uh, is, Is it an associate producer with James Fox's recent film, The Phenomenon? Yes, yes, indeed. So that is really important. It You talks just about had, some, had James on a couple of weeks ago. I that's, think, right? that's right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, you know, from from that, how important all of the people are. I mean, consider all the students in, in the uh, case in Zimbabwe. Yeah. Yeah. The aerial school. Yeah. Uh, and we uh,
2: Uh, incredible case uh one that i didn't really take seriously and james didn't either for many years i think there's uh randall nixon is coming out with a a film just about that case Uh, of course uh, john mack was on site within a couple of days uh back when the when the case actually occurred james is the only real filmmaker Uh, in in ufology possibly the paranormal i have never seen such a well-crafted absolutely just stunning example of taking a subject and and using the the medium as an educational tool when you see this film most people who you know like us who know the cases know the history there's a lot of stuff in there that you probably don't know. Cases that are like, whoa, <laughs> you know, really good stuff. And he has one-on-one interviews with quite a number of the uh, primary witnesses. And then that, plus the cutting-edge science that's being done at Stanford. You know, Christopher Mellon coming right out. <laughs> and, and you know, we're talking about what the assistant does. Uh, mm-hmm the secretary of defense for the uh or the secretary of intelligence for the defense department um he's got some pretty heavy hitters in there harry reed uh, john podesta all the stuff that 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 you know people into ufology they all know all this stuff but uh, james Pulled really interesting quotes out of these people that I've, I've never seen them go over there, you know, step over that line and really uh, make some statements that were <laughs> quite eye opening. And I think what will happen if we still have movie theaters and they're still functioning, you know, like we. We're functioning before this recent crisis. You know, if that film comes out in fourteen hundred theaters, ninety-five percent of the people that are going to sit there in those seats munching popcorn are not going to have any sort of um, historical uh, knowledge about the field. Uh, Of course, they've heard of Roswell, and they've you know they've heard of of uh, you know maybe the Tic Tac thing that happened. And most people are going to be in there because they're interested in subject but they really don't know about it this is the first major ufo film ever uh to to get a theatrical release in over a thousand theaters i think oh yeah Uh, well i'll be going yeah Gene, Uh, correct me correct me if i'm wrong i think it's 1400 there has never been a major theatrical release of a ufo film in over a thousand theaters that's correct. I mean, this is the major thing about this that makes okay, it very encouraging. Okay, my point is 95% of the people that go there are going to get a crash course in the field that they are not going to be able to leave that theater and and not realize that this is a real and, and possibly a serious issue. And this film
1: is disclosure. This is it. Is. it. Yeah, You want yeah. disclosure? This is it. Yeah, because because what it's doing is, you know, we've been we know this. I, I completely agree with you, Chris, that, yeah, OK, for us out here in in the field who have been in, into this for years, we know we don't need to be convinced. But what this is going to do is be like a wake up call for a lot of people who are sitting on the fence or maybe just interested for sure. Because how much more disclosure do you need than uh, you know officials from the government? I mean, it goes all the way back to group health for God's sakes. I mean, he was telling us then that he saw the estimate of the situation in which the people in their own department concluded they were interplanetary. Yeah, my whole point is that James Fox is an
2: incredible storyteller. And I was so honored to be asked to go out there for a number of weeks and help him do the final pass, do the final, you know, tweaking of the of the narration uh script, uh tweaking of the shots, help help him tweak the trailer. Um I I was just yeah, yeah so so honored. That is really
1: cool. That,
2: that and, is so cool. uh, uh I'll tell you, you know, if anybody deserves a little bit of accolade and success, it's James. He is one of the nicest guys in the field. Um, I got to you know know his family really well in this town. And, you know, I just I can't say enough about how much I admire, appreciate and honor his work. He was 18 hours away from losing his house, his cars and his wife. I mean, talk about a guy that
1: really went through it. Yeah, well, and, the dedication. Um, I mean total dedication. Yeah. I wish I wish I had known that you were involved in it when we had him on because it would have been great to to get some of his perspective about how he was working with you. But. I, yeah, but
2: I, I you know again, I,
1: I, I don't really I, I don't want that.
2: Uh I I was helpful in the very beginning, introducing him to Ray Stanford, helping him with Socorro. I mean I've been kinda helping all along, um when he asks, but um, to, to to be asked to you know just sit with Jacques Fillet and go over the thing one last time, I mean, mm. I, you know that's one of those bucket list uh, moments, really. I mean,
1: uh, oh yeah, no God. question, no question. I mean, yeah, I, you so, know, in in my mind, I'm just envisioning that and, and going. Wow. I mean, he was talking about though that this was a lot of this was done in just kind of like a makeshift trailer. And that at one point, like his chair broke. He spent so much time sitting yeah. in his chair that no, he, broke he broke his broke, chair. Oh, no, no. He
2: broke three <laughs> chairs. Oh, man. He was sitting on one of those big balls at one point. <laughs> God. And yeah. uh, there was there was no uh, no heat, no water, no, no uh,
1: facilities. Um, pretty rustic. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to see it in a theater and but I'm going to when it comes out and getting back to the, you know, whether or not things are going to return to normal. I, yeah, I know that there's a lot of people saying, oh, it's never going to go back to normal, but people just have a way of going back to normal after yeah. you know, it's there's so much momentum in the population I, I think
2: this fall yeah you know the time that the film's going to come out i think that there's too many people that want to see it and 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 justifiably so and i don't know did james uh, talk about what his next project is
1: I don't actually recall what it was he said he was getting into. I, what I do recall is he said he was really, really burnt out from the whole thing and just wanted to take <laughs> some time off. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's know. true. Um, I don't know if he's going to get mad at me saying
2: this. I don't think so. But um, he has 17 terabytes of video footage. Okay, wrap your head around that number. Um. He went to China twice. He went to South America four times, and not one frame from those trips is in the film. He has so many cases and so many interviews and so many B-rolls and so... The footage he has is jaw-dropping. And he's talking about... 10 episodes, I think it could be 13, and then go into a whole second season. Um, Let's do our break there.
0: We're going to have more seasons. (laughs) Okay, more seasons to talk about. Chris, Gene, and Randall, you're in. (laughs)
19: Join me, George Norrie, in Indian Wells, California, May 29th to June 1st for the Contact in the Desert UFO Conference. An epic weekend of exploration into UFOs, ancient civilizations, crop circles, and so much more. Over 150 lectures, panels, workshops, and events with leading experts, Paul Hellyer, Linda Moulton Howe, Nick Pope, Emory Smith, Stephen Greer, Russell Targ, Doc Wallach, Leslie Kane, and more. Get your tickets at contactinthedesert.com. It's time to make contact, contactinthedesert.com.
6: We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com That's news at theparacast.com And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com.
0: We're talking of course about movies and of course we have the phenomenon. From James Fox, who was here just a few weeks back to talk about the film. He's lucky that it's going to have a September release date because there will be theaters open. We all
2: hope and expect to show it. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Well, he's kicking around the idea of, let's put it that way, of uh, doing a 10-part series that will follow up. The film. I've been asked to help out and help develop the segments and do some writing and just kind of be there from the inception, which uh, I don't know why he's asking me.
1: Well, I know why he's asking me. I can't think of a better person for him to ask, really, given your extensive field work and experience and yeah, well, the I level-headed sh- approach that you take. I, I, I don't sugarcoat anything. You I know. I tell it like it
2: is. I'm, I'm extremely opinionated, but it's an informed opinion.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I think so, that's one of the reasons we all yeah. loved you on the show. Actually, we should get to some of that because since you've left the show, this has opened up these wonderful opportunities for you as well. And you've been Expanding on the San Luis Valley camera project and the UFO data project uh, can you tell us about some of that
2: yeah UFODAP. Um, uh, you know a year and a half ago we did a uh, a funding drive which uh, generated enough uh, cash to uh, underwrite a trip out to the San Luis Valley where we um, installed two cameras unfortunately the camera that we installed on the cell tower which belonged to you know, was owned by the um, the ISP guy out there at uh, AmigoNet. He all of a sudden, after I paid five hundred bucks to get the thing up there, you know, he started you know putting up uh, hoops for us to jump through about specific types of uh, virtual private networks and other things because he didn't want us to go into his trunk line for his ISP. And I finally said, "Look, you've been giving me the runaround for ten years." that's it (laughs) so we have a new isp you know i have to get the old camera down obviously but um, we have new cameras that are going to be going up on a new cell tower that's much better positioned it's six miles south from the camera that we've had operating for a year and we're also going to mount a multi-sensor data acquisition unit there which is a fancy uh, name for a box uh, based on a Raspberry Pi that has a uh, recording magnetometer, gravitometer, accelerometers, um, radio frequency analyzer, um, EMF meter with an antenna. All this stuff is going to be. You know, I'm sitting in a box below the actual camera. We're working on uh, again <laughs> the third. Leg of the triangle has been really uh, quite a bit of work, but the new ISP that we've been working with has really been uh, stepping up to the uh, plate and helping instead of dragging their feet for 10 years. They're willing to work with this. So, you know, we've got a third camera location. And then I'm going over the song graves into the Wet Mountain Valley and putting a, a camera east of the San Luis Valley on the other side of the mountains, to monitor the peaks of the Sangres and anything that goes up and over the mountains from from the uh, SOV. It's all funded. We have a five hundred one C three group of, of researchers and scientists who are um, have entered into an agreement with us to go ahead and fund. This kind of phase two part of the program. We have systems going in next door to the Skinwalker Ranch. We have a system um, that's partially up in the Wasatch, which is north of Skinwalker, up towards Salt Lake City and then slightly east. We have a camera that's up in San Pedro that's looking out at uh, Catalina Island. Kevin Day with the UAPX project is interested in and has asked us to advise him and maybe supply equipment for their Guadalupe excursion. I think Catalina is the first one. And then they're, they're going all the way down to Guadalupe where the Nimitz encounters with David Fravor and all that took place. And we have interest from a radio astronomer in Italy, a sky watching group in Australia. We have a camera going in. And I think an MSDAU unit up uh, north of the Yakima Indian Reservation, east of Mount Adams. Uh, you know, I could go on and on and on. We've got a group in Switzerland. So things are really kind of taken off. We do have a store that's up and we we customize systems for individual or groups Whatever their terrain is, you know, how how the trees are set up and where their fields of view are, we can go ahead and customize uh, the best
1: possible coverage for a location. Yeah, part of this, and, and wow, you have been busy, and that is abs- absolutely fantastic. When you're talking about all these people who are involved, i just like to let our listeners know, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but it sounds to me like you've got it set up with this store so that anyone with a few hundred dollars who wants to get involved can join and become part of your project exactly
2: our entry-level systems are about 400 dollars our top of the line system is is right around five thousand. that's a full triangulated three cameras and an msd dau keeps it in the center of the frame zooms in on it while it sends Uh, GPS coordinates over Google Maps, the other two cameras. They whirl around, focus in on the uh, event. And then everything is plotted on uh, Google Maps with azimuth, altitude, speed, with the radio frequency analyzer. Um, We can get that data, accelerometer, gravitometer data, uh, magnetometer data. And we're also coming up with an auxiliary camera that is going to be dedicated for light spectra. We're going to have a blaze grading that will divide uh, at night the light um, of an object that's anomalous, and it will analyze by splitting up the light from the object with a blaze grating into its various light spectra. This is really exciting. No one's ever done this, but n- not even close uh, in the private sector. I'm sure the military has probably done it, but um, this is historic. And, you know, people have been asking me, uh, you know, I, I never really thought of you as a ufologist. And I said, oh, good. Don't think of me as a, I'm not a ufologist. But if I was a ufologist, this is what I would be working on.
1: I'd use the word ufology with no shame. I'm a non-apologist ufologist, as, as Stanton Friedman used to say. I think that we need to support people in the field who are brave enough to go out and do the kind of work that you're doing so that one day you don't have to have those kind of reservations about being a ufologist. Because I think this is absolutely one of the best efforts I think I've ever seen come out of the private Research sector. I mean, I haven't. QFOs, I think, tried to do something like this, but they never really got it off the ground.
2: Well, we haven't really signed agreements yet, but uh, you heard it here first. We were contacted by uh, UFO data. They said, hey, you know, you guys, congratulations. You beat us to the punch. We were trying to do the same thing that you're trying to do. It basically, in principle, we agree that we're going to be collecting data, and that they're going to be one branch UFO data. They're going to help us analyze it. More to come with Gene Randall, Chris. You're in
0: the Paracast.
7: You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
19: This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637
14: house flies defecate every four to five minutes spreading diseases and germs protect your food and your health with bug assault a miniaturized shotgun which utilizes ordinary table salt as ammunition non-toxic no batteries required only 39.95 use discount code gcn and get an extra 10 percent off your purchase at bugassault.com. fire your fly swatter get your bug assault today
3: USA Radio News with Wendy King.
10: As President Trump prepares to announce a council to get the country back open again, his task force members are saying to wait a bit longer until it's safe. Dr. Deborah Birx wants the leveling off of cases and deaths to continue.
13: We have not reached the peak. And so every day we need to continue to do what we did yesterday and the week before and the week before that.
10: Next week, the president will announce the creation of a Council of Economic and Medical Experts who will plan on how and when to reopen the country.
4: If you reopen the country in May and there's a new outbreak, were a spike in infections. Are you open to the idea of shutting the country down
10: again?
15: Depending on the outbreak, yeah. You would be and that's happened, as you
10: know, with a couple of countries. This is USA Radio News. Balance of
20: Nature. Changing the world one life at a time.
13: Thank goodness for the balance
4: of nature. It just keeps me strong and healthy and I don't have any aches and pains. I've taken so many supplements and all the different things they promise and I'm like I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. You know, vitamins, protein powders, whey proteins, all this stuff that says it's going to do what it's going to do. But the balance of nature exceeded my expectations.
2: I cannot believe how it has affected everything. So I am completely grateful for it.
20: Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order of fruits and veggies. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA.
5: Let me ask you something. What are you doing when you put money in a 401k or IRA or store jumper cables in your vehicle or purchase health insurance? You're preparing. You're preparing to ensure you have enough money for retirement. You're preparing for when your car battery dies or to have assistance paying a major unexpected medical bill. That all makes sense. The same goes for building a food storage plan. You're preparing for when emergencies or disasters strike and shelves go empty at your grocery store. The best way to prepare is with my Patriot Supply. They've helped a million hardworking Americans become more self-sufficient. My Patriot Supply sells hundreds of items, including dozens of emergency food kits, at MyPatriotSupply.com. It could be an earthquake, a cyber attack freezing our banking system, or a disaster that shuts down our power grid for weeks. For all these emergencies and more, get your supplies and prepare today at MyPatriotSupply.com. No more rushing to find empty store shelves because you're too late. Do it now so you're ready. MyPatriotSupply.com
12: hi this is james fox you're listening to the paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio
0: well that was the old clock on the wall we had to stop there for a second but the point of it is that chris is working with these other people to get these projects working together at one time after all these years with the hope and dreams of something going on
2: unless we work together nothing gets done I always look at the whole uh, paranormal and uh, the ufological part of this as being kind of a three-pronged conundrum uh, or mystery. And one of those prongs is hard data and actually scientifically measuring effects. You know, Obviously, we have false positives to be worried about and stuff. But our software is now and it has been for quite a number of months engaged in artificial intelligence style deep learning so we have discriminating software that's going to be uh, you know determining what a particular event is and if there's any question it goes into an unknown folder before it sends an email to us to alert us that uh, something happened that's that's one phase another phase which I think is important is of course analyzing, the data that's really important obviously we would like to replicate data which is the you know, the goal of the scientific method uh, it's one thing to have you know a single event but to uh, have a duplicate event or a, an additional event that you're measuring um, that's called diagnostic mm-hmm. science and the scientific method but the third thing that's really important and I have a a project that I really can't speak too much about right now, but I have a project that's going to really look at the interrelationship between the phenomenon, or phenomena in this case, and consciousness, and how the observer is an integral part of the process like uh randall and i were talking about earlier about the experiencer being more important than the experience the arbiter of, of that is a consensus obviously especially in a group situation but there's certain things that are that are operating here that are affecting consciousness that may have some sort of actual physical scientific sort of rationale there's some sort of process going on that's being affected or is symbiotically affecting phenomenal events. so that being said uh i have a team put together that um let's put it this way you know you guys know i've i've worked with i don't know how many dozens and dozens and dozens of hollywood production companies and I've already turned down two offers to do my own show on TV You know, years ago, uh, now 10 years. I've always said, no, I'm not going to do it because you don't know. Uh, you're not even close to knowing what you're doing and how a show needs to be done. I don't want to do a show about weird things happening to weird people in a weird place. It's just, uh, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't want the nose cams and the dark yeah, rooms and, and the... And a bunch of people
2: on the team that don't know diddly squat. So I put together a list of A-team investigators in a variety of disciplines that range from haunted sites, EVP work uh, to, you know, my own work, uh, which crosses over to all these areas, but uh, the cattle desk. Uh, and then physical evidence, uh, UFO sightings, that sort of thing, and then crossing over into the Western esoteric tradition, which includes, you know, everything from Hermeticism, Gnosticism, you know, going down the list of uh, Western esoteric traditions, and also a geomantic work um identifying power spots, identifying portals and doing proactive work in that realm, and then also hardcore ufologists and I've said this for eight years on the paracast. all these things are are connected on some level and you know I thought maybe the trickster was a mechanism that connects everything and I, I still think that that's a, a distinct
1: possibility. but okay okay, uh, hang on hang on here because this is a perfect time to break in with a couple questions on the question bank. This comes from Farla Gulstein, and he was wanting you to talk about the SLV Sky Camera Project earlier in the show. I think we've covered that pretty well. He asks, from your experience to the present day, do you have a main theory as to the source of paranormal phenomena? Are different paranormal phenomena tied to a similar or identical source? And in your worldview, are... They're actual intelligent entities that cause paranormal phenomena. Well,
2: obviously, there's a lot of possibilities. Well, not a lot, but there's there's a variety of potential players, if you will, or causal uh, forces. One school of thought is it's all aliens. They're coming here. They're messing with us. They've been messing with us, you know, for a thousand, thousand or plus Uh, years probably more we're just kind of you know receiving all this stuff and responding and reacting to it they're in charge that's one theory the other theory you know it could be aliens it could be dimensional beings it could be even time-based phenomenon us coming back from the future that sort of thing that's one theory another theory is that we are manifesting this Uh, on a collective level, but experientially, it happens to individuals. So that's that's the theory of, you know, these things are just a sketch on a a canvas, and we supply the colors, the shading, the kind of the the basic outline is there, but we supply all the details. These details conform to our foregone conclusions, things that we've been front-loaded with that we expect to see, If we're in a situation where a UFO flies down or a ghost appears or a miracle happens, um, yeah, religious miracle. So a lot of that is expectation, front-loading, and filling in the details. That's another potential. Another potential is that Gaia, this superorganism that pretty much is in charge of a lot of things on the planet, Uh, Let's say that Gaia is actually sentient, on some level, has not only sentience, but an ability to tap into the collective uh, unconscious of everybody, of all the people on the planet. With that particular connection, possibly, there's manifestation of events that could affect everybody and affect the environment. My classic example is what if cattle mutilations was a collective understanding in the in the collective unconscious that cattle are extremely detrimental to the planet and possibly cattle mutilations could be a instantaneous manifestation of a warning to ourselves because collectively we all know on some level that cattle are really catastrophic to the environment. And so perhaps we're manifesting this at the behest of, of Gaia to either help us or to warn us. I and mean, I think basically it all boils down to the survival of the species. The only way that we're going to survive is if we go out and seed the cosmos, the Earth is going to, you know, be destroyed by the sun going supernova. An asteroid's going to hit. Any number of things could happen that would, you know, destroy the world. But the planet would still be here and, and would recover very quickly. But Gaia, if it is sentient and it does have some sort of agenda, would want to blow, you know, the little birds out of the nest. So they could learn to fly and get the hell out of here. So the biodiversity and the wonderful ecosystems on this planet can recover and go back into this wonderful homeostasis, this wonderful, symb- you know, just symbiotic relationship between everything on, on the on the planet. We're just going on
0: there with a lot of fascinating discussions, and maybe we're going to learn more about the world. Christine Randall, you're in. The paracast.
7: Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit gcnlive.com today.
0: Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code
4: I'm here with Scott Youseum, founder of OMG Tax. Tell us how your company helps our listeners out there who have a problem with the IRS.
12: My team of lawyers, enrolled agents, and licensed tax experts remove wage garnishments sometimes in the same day. We even have reduced the total debt some of our clients were required to pay through what is known as an offer in compromise.
4: Can you give us an example of somebody you help?
12: Oh, can I ever. We have taken a $500,000 liability with the IRS guess what? The client didn't pay a dime through the representation known as non-collectible status with the government.
4: If you owe the IRS more than $10,000 and you want to see if it's possible to pay a lot less, call OMG Tax right now for a free tax-saving consultation.
11: Call 800-486-8112. 800-486-8112. 800-486-8112. That's 800-486-8112. Would you like to get back that
3: full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens sulfates, silicones or dyes for a salon quality hair growth product. Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman.
18: I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence we've created a unique set of polypeptides which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal Hair Care System is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get
3: Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637.
12: Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the Gold Standard of Paranormal Radio.
0: So, Chris, here, maybe Mother Earth is doing all this stuff with the viruses, causing all these problems, alerting us that how we're screwing up the pooch here.
2: I would not discount that out of hand. If you don't know something and if in doubt, Entertain all possibilities. What a Conan Conan Doyle say, you know, after you've eliminated all the obvious things and you still haven't solved it, um, then I, I forget how how it goes. And the the most outlandish thing is the answer, or whatever. I kind of you know be aware of all the possible permutations. I've been saying for years. Um, that we might be the aliens and the pilots of these craft that we think are ets are probably more terrestrial than we are i've been saying that
1: for 25 years before the break there you started getting into the idea of a collective consciousness. And I mean, that's, that really reminds us of our last guest, David Halperin. And we had a really good discussion with him about that. It sounds kind of like you're going like way out on the fringe when you, when you get into that, I don't mean you necessarily yourself in particular, but it just
2: sounds, it sounds, it sounds,
1: but if you
2: don't know, if you don't have the background and the research and you don't know about Earth uh, system science and 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 very credible um, you know, studies in academia, then it sounds you know it sounds like uh, Jesus. What have you been
1: smoking? Yeah, well, that's what I was saying <laughs> to David, and but at the same time I was saying that it is really an interesting way to look at the problem because, like you say, there are all these interlocking. Synchronicities, coincidences, facts, beliefs, and you know, I think we've made the word "belief" into too much of a dirty word. I th- I don't think it has to. We we have to be so afraid of it because this stuff, like you're saying, the phenomena. This is probably the key sentence, and where, and I think you'll agree with this. When I was talking to David, I was saying the phenomena tends to mirror the worldview of the experiencer. Exactly. Yeah. So looking at the phenomena and the the entire subject, the way that you're describing, I think, can have a lot of value.
2: Well, I've always been an a contrarian. If people say, Oh, keep your eyes to the sky, I immediately put my ear to the ground. I'm just I'm just one of those kind of people, you know. I, I don't uh if everybody says, Oh, everything always happens to the south and the west, I turn around and look to the north and the east. I'm just like that. You know, that's a trickster. You know, I've I become more, more and more convinced that the absurdity, um, the tricksterishness, and the inexplicability of uh, experience, uh, in elements that that uh, you know impact our experiences, um, that these nonsensical things are really crucial and really key to what's going on, and I think that's a connecting sort of mechanism that ties all these divergent
1: uh, so-called paranormal phenomena together it's on some level it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to take it all literally but it's it's almost like doing a certain kind of math where everything becomes abstract but if you plug in all the symbolism into the various places where it should go you still come out with you know or possibly could come out with some kind of an answer in the end. So yeah, I definitely think it's worthwhile taking that approach. But right. let's not forget, at the same time, you're a hardcore field guy. You're not just someone who sits around in an armchair you know, no. dreaming collective consciousness. <laughs> Man, you've done like, you know, thousands of miles out there and been 100,000 on miles with yeah. county. <laughs> well, wait a minute. What am I you saying? A
2: 100,000 miles. That was in like a year and a half. I got a, a little Toyota truck that had 89 thousand miles on it and i sold it after it just turned over 400 through
1: the math; that's three hundred twenty thousand miles in six years and on your site i mean we there's you know for people who don't know go to our strange planet that which is your website.com i believe yeah and uh they've got you, there's pictures there of the cameras some of your work in my map i have a
2: map of like 60 70 places of note in the San Luis Valley, and if you click on it, a little you know description and a photograph comes up, and uh, you can find that on my website. I'm really proud of that. No one else, to my knowledge, has ever done this. Actually, take a region of interest and then put uh, you know pins in all the cool places and describe why they're cool. I'm so proud of it. I've, I'm up to about sixty two or three thousand views.
1: Uh, yeah, that's pretty amazing stuff. Okay, we're going to, before we forget here, uh, go on to another question in our question bank on the Paracast Community Forums. This is from SRL, and he asks, any new thoughts on Mr. Deep Pockets, i.e. Bigelow, and his fingers all over the military-industrial complex? Well,
2: first of all, uh, Bass is been shut down. Everybody's been let go. Uh, you know, the Bigelow Aerospace, uh, something or other BAS BAAS is to my knowledge is now defunct. Uh, one thing, another thing is, uh, Mr. Bigelow lost his wife uh, a couple of three months ago. Okay. Uh, they've been married for like childhood sweethearts, I think. Wow. Or, he married well, in college or whatever, and uh, I really have a sense, you know, because he didn't get the uh, the big uh, contract that everybody thought he was a, you know, uh to get the contract with NASA to supply the modules for the moon, and I for the, I think maybe even for the space station. There's one test module um attached to the iss but uh there was some big contract that uh that he was um shooting for that i I guess he didn't get so that and you know selling obviously selling the uh so-called skinwalker ranch i think he's kind of slowing down a little bit and i think he's uh you know, kind of smelling the roses and uh, and dealing with the
1: loss of his wife. I think yeah. that was
2: a that was a major thing for him. Well, that's uh, got to
1: be tough. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I mean, he's been a major player in the whole uh, and he is an experiencer. He's seen one himself. And, uh, you know, our condolences have to go out to him, at least on that level, regardless of whatever yeah. else anyone might think. Uh, We've got another question, though, to trying to move along here. Can you speak to covert exploitation, psyop, or of UFO phenomenon for use by various governments in social engineering? In other words, not all. However, some UFO occurrences are manufactured by the military to reinforce particular belief systems in hurting humans in a particular direction. If you get any of that, yeah, um,
2: I mean it's been going on ever since the fifties. I really like this. Latest article that came out, I'm trying to remember who wrote it, just a week or two ago, um, it may have been Nick uh, Redfern, about documents that have surfaced about, I think, the U.S. Army, I'm not sure, but some military intelligence, maybe CIA, actually in South America, staging UFO events um, as part of some sort of PSYOP program. I'm not sure if all the information has come out on that, but uh, if that can be established and corroborated, uh, that's a major smoking gun. Uh, And it wouldn't surprise me in in the least. I'm often reminded of that wonderful episode of the X-Files when the government agents are are, dressed up as aliens and they do the... The my lab, uh, they they grab the person, and then the real aliens come down and abduct <laughs> them. I just I just love that. The government's job is is what control and uh, protection. Uh, They're controlling everything and protecting us to make sure that somebody else doesn't come in and control us. And so anything that they do, especially the military, especially the intelligence agencies, anything that they do is all based on control, whether it's a control of information, whether it's a control of situations, whether it's a control of other people's elections uh leaders policy yeah. yeah exploitation of resources i mean that's well yeah, basically
1: real. if you can name it then then if they're yeah, they'll have their finger in it yeah <laughs> we've
0: got some more yeah. fingers to point here we go gene randall and chris you're
1: in the paracast <laughs>
0: All sorts of t shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store store.theparacast.com. dot What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special. In multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour.
6: Standard of paranormal radio and now here's jane steinberg
0: chris O'Ryan joins us he was the co-host of the show for a period of eight years from 2010 to 2018 and we got him his gold watch and now he's back to play catch up and there's a lot of interesting things going on that we're focusing on with me
1: and randall let's go ahead Hey, Chris, we got another question here, too. I want to make sure we get these in from from our uh, people on the forum here. We're going back to Farla Gulstein now and returning to the Skinwalker Ranch subject. Do you happen to know Brandon Fugel, president, owner of Skinwalker?
2: Well, I don't know him. I haven't met him. Um, we both uh, uh, corresponded a bit. And um, I think at some point that. uh that we're going to meet i just get a good feeling from the guy i really think he's a seeker Uh, i think he's very interested in finding out scientifically what's going on there at that ranch you know I, i think he has the resources to do it correctly um get the right people i've offered you know if he needs any any sort of outsider opinion or or some
1: sort of uh Network with you guys or something that would be well. You
2: know, if I I said, look, if you need any help on anything, especially any cattle cases, you know, please, you know, do let me know because I can uh, I can be of assistance. I'm a team player. I like working with teams. You know, I'm not a polymath. I I don't you know know to the nth degree certain scientific disciplines. I can carry a conversation and understand. You know, when scientists talk, I'm pretty bright that way. done quite a bit of research over the years. But when it comes to the cattle, there's not many people, really, that... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that no, can't. yeah, you probably got the most the book on it that.
1: out right now well,
2: david david perkins does right. as far as i'm concerned but he doesn't have as much field experience as i do and but it doesn't matter i've i've offered my help you know with no conditions uh to him uh you know we're friends on social media and stuff and uh you know he has expressed to a mutual friend that he, he'd really like at some point to talk to me and he's he said he's been
1: a uh, follower of my work for many years. So, you know, he knows who I am and he knows how to get in touch with me. Barleg like here, he also asks, Do you have any insight into what kind of investigative crew he has at the ranch and what kind of equipment he is using?
2: Well, again, I only saw that first episode. I, I haven't seen the second episode. I really am not up to speed totally on the uh on the gear and how the gears is um arrayed, uh which is important. I do have my own kind of gut feelings based on a lot of years of being interested in the case, being one of the first people actually to be interested in the case. And I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they handle stuff to have, uh, I think this guy dragon, he's not the two of them. I think what the high school or something together. They've known each other for decades uh, to have him walking around with an AR 15 or a shotgun, to me is a little bit over the top and and the whole sort of prometheus kevin burns shtick of having everybody meet in the room and you know Uh it's like a paranormal oak island you know and i'm having a little bit of a problem with the format but you can't judge uh, a show by the first episode None of these guys have ever been on camera. They're not professional actors. The show is not scripted. There's no writer that's being uh, listed in the credits. I think these guys uh for a first show for a national international TV show, I think they did a great job. I think that they have the kind of credentials um, allegedly, I haven't checked into it myself personally, but, uh, I would think that they have the kind of credentials that make it a well-rounded, uh, team. And, and, you know, I, I wish, uh, those guys and Brandon and everything the best of luck. And, and like I said, anything I can do to help, let me know. I'm putting in a full-blown surveillance system right next door. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: so,
8: awesome. you
2: know, if something happens, and you know, it'd yeah. be great to have somebody go, "Yeah, we saw it too." Yeah, I'm, I'm not banging on his door. I've got another development project that I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be involved
1: in. So. Okay, let's go back to SRL, and he's got a couple of cool follow-up questions here. Are you lecturing? I guess with this COVID nineteen, that's going to put a bit of a damper on public. Uh, lectures and he yeah. also asks who are you following as of late in terms of the esoteric uh, anybody new out there in the field that we should be looking at yeah you
2: know unfortunately i was supposed to do the edinburgh the city of edinburgh has their conference that no torres uh has been involved with the past few years i was really looking forward to going down there That would have been last weekend. And then I was supposed to be, uh, you know, I had another gig uh, towards the end of the month. And all these things have been canceled, uh, unfortunately. You know, again, like I kind of pointed out earlier, I think we're, you know, this is going to really push this thing over into the virtual world. Butts in the seats may not be as, as, uh, as, you know, I think it's all going to change subtly. But uh, we'll see.
1: To let people know, though, too, uh, you do have um ebooks, You've got a data disk. Oh, yeah. yeah. You've got yeah. DVDs. Again, just visit your website at ourstrangeplanet.com, and you can yep. pick up stuff there. So definitely, I know I've got a, more than one of your items here, and uh, I've enjoyed them all. So, uh, yeah, don't hesitate to do that. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate the plug. You know, I things are going to go back to normal. This is what I, okay. You know what? I think it's going to be just like Fukushima. I think that, that once everybody, the major wave goes by and they develop a vaccine and most of the people in the world become
2: immune. You you don't understand. This is just the beginning of, um, of COVID type virus outbreaks. This is just the beginning. Um, I have a feeling that, and and so do other scientists, uh, or so do scientists. I'm not a scientist, but um, this this is, you know, we're we're in a brave new world here. I mean, think about it, these bats that are being kept out in, you know, in sunshine or exposed uh, to abnormal amounts of ultraviolet radiation. Normally they're protected inside of caves. They haven't built up a resistance to the mutations that can happen from, uh, you know, from direct ultraviolet radiation. Um, You know,
1: (laughs) maybe I'm being too optimistic. I I just really do think think that I, but, I do too.
2: Well, I do know. too. I hope so. I don't want to. You know, I, I don't think. You know, it's it's. Well, let's put it this way. I you know I'm, I'm helping fill the glass. It ain't half empty. It's not half full. We're we're filling the glass. So I've got to think that um, you know this is just a, a speed bump, and uh, you know we're going to go on and everything's going to be all hunky dory. But things are going to be different uh whether you want (laughs) to
1: admit it or not
8: i can Um, see
2: them
1: i can see them instituting like mandatory vaccinations for frontline workers that i could see yeah well let's put it
2: this way um they're predicting that 30 to 32 million americans are going to be out of work and uh those are the same numbers that uh That we saw in the Great Depression. However, our population is about three or four times that. So it's not as bad, relatively speaking, as it was back then. But I don't know if you've seen these, you know, miles and miles and miles of cars lined up to get food to feed their families. I mean, this is, this is, this is real. And, uh, you know, who knows? You know, people in New York, you know, they go start getting hungry and they start heading out to the hills where I live. Uh, I'm just glad I'm on the highest hill with, a, you know, a good arsenal.
0: <laughs> so after doing an eight-year stint as co-host of the PowerCast, Chris took a couple of years off for rest cure. No, 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 no. That's not quite what happened we'll break it there with chris and his arsenal and gene and randall you're in the
6: pericast attack of the rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike it's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget
3: Everyone.
7: You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help.
11: It's time. I can do this.
7: Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment.
11: Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456. 800-377-1456. That's 800-377-1456. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
6: We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com.
0: We take it then that Chris O'Brien is a supporter of the Second Amendment, or is that
2: the kind of arsenal you're talking about? Maybe psychic vibrations, perhaps? No, no. I have an army of angels protecting me, so I don't think it'll ever come to that. But um, I'm not well armed. But my friend Fritz is, and he's very well armed. So obviously, it's um, it's.
1: Then <laughs> it's, it's a good thing he's your with. friend.
2: Well, he's, I've known him for forty five years, so <laughs> you know he's one of my oldest friends. But um, you know, I plan to be back out west as soon as I can. The best place to be. For respiratory viruses is high and dry. Um, the desert and especially high altitude desert is probably the safest place to be for that type of affliction. But uh, I, I prefer to accentuate the positive, and I just hope that everything does come back to normal. Uh, you know, especially for James Fox's film. Uh, you know, he's supposed to come out in September, I hope. Movie theaters are opening and functioning by then, gosh.
0: I am being optimistic here, my friend. I'm hoping that things will work out too as well. Do you think yeah. that going Africa now this obviously a lot of this has happened when you weren't on the show, all the stuff happening with Tom DeLong, we got the early parts of it. In your final days here. Now looking at Everything that's happened there, other than personal self-aggrandizement and everything like that of that nature. Do you see anything happening specifically in the UFO field as a result of that? Well, I see. I hear the laughter, so I don't think I need to ask anymore.
2: Well, they're they're analyzing uh, samples uh, supplied by, uh, I think, Linda Moulton Howe from Art Bell. I love it. I hate to say this, but you know, PT Barnum was right. There's sucker born every minute. I think there's people involved that uh are compromised, uh that are there for other you know, having other agendas. And um I think Tom DeLong is not as up to speed and as knowledgeable and uh he doesn't have the depth of you know research knowledge that he thinks he does and um i think that's why he has pretty much been told to shut the uh f up you know just don't say anything anymore the joe rogan interview really um <laughs> was not a good thing for that whole uh scenario i think their show their TV show um, unidentified or whatever you know it's just more of the same drone shots of you know cars on the LA freeway <laughs> I, I don't know i think that it's you know it's like a lot of things you'll you'll notice in ufology if you check out, back up you know through the years through the decades there's always some sort of red herring thing that's keeping people looking in one direction while Other things are going on that are probably way more interesting, Um, you know, left hand, uh, you know, look at the left hand while the right hand does the trick, you know, the magician thing. Um, I do think, though, that uh, groups like um, the scientific was a committee for ufology, SCU, uh, Robert Powell and, and that bunch. Uh, you know, they're, they're coming out with these, these papers that <laughs> don't really mean much, but, but at least they're trying. At least we're getting, you know, smart people together. Kevin Knuth, who's uh, uh, now a consultant and is involved in Kevin Day's uh, UAPX uh, program, uh, he's, uh, you know, quite a, um, quite a talented physicist from, I think, uh, SUNY Albany pretty close to me here. We're seeing more and more scientists now feeling at least comfortable enough to uh, contact uh, organizations and 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 start to get involved, which even four or five years ago we were not seeing, um that and i think um as a result of the nimitz events and the um you know david traver coming forward and others uh, kevin day um i think we're seeing a uh, a real change uh in the you know in the mainstream and how they're they're at least uh, accepting this as a real phenomenon. I mean, heck on Drudge. I've been seeing UFO um, sightings on Drudge almost every day. Tucker Carlson um, on Fox is uh, covering the subject fairly consistently. So I think we have really gone forward, uh, and and there is a reduction of the ridicule factor. It's still there, but I think we've we've turned a corner. And uh, I'm glad Stan Friedman got to see that. <laughs> you know that we've we finally at least gotten a little bit of respect. Or I I, I say we, it's you guys have gotten a little bit of respect.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> us us tin hat wearing ufologists. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know I'm really glad you mentioned the SCU. We've had Richard Hoffman on and Dr. Paul Kingsbury, of course, uh-huh. and these people are bringing it to respectability within an academic setting. And exactly. what what we're finding is that, and I'm not sure if you would agree or not, but that in, instead of taking it into the, the hard scientists, sciences, like the physics side of academia, that it belongs more in the humanities, because there is so big of a cultural element to it. And then when we do get the kind of scientific data that say that you're trying to reach for with the camera project, then you could bring it to people who are specialists in optics and data analysis and that sort of thing. Yes, Yes, exactly. I I think it, 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 I've been saying this since I got involved
2: in, in this whole morass in 1993, I've been saying at some point with the uh, technology uh, curve that's happening and, and the cost of technology coming down at some point, data, will i think overwhelm the mystery i I, I really feel that and some people say well what about the trickster what about you know uh you know cameras never work batteries drain all that well yeah but uh i
1: think (laughs) well that is true though i mean i know had it happen to you. i've had it happen many times
2: (laughs) so you (laughs) know
1: i i mean this is it, it is kind of funny because we do talk about that it seems like every action has an equal and opposite reaction if you try to to figure it out and you try to capture it it is elusive it knows somehow what you're doing and exactly the classic
2: know. example is the camera at uh, Skinwalker Ranch uh filming the other camera and the other camera has all the uh, wires pulled out of it and it it, it, it Ceases to operate, and so they went and checked it out, and all the, uh, the duct tape was taken off, and the actual wire was ripped out of the camera. And when they rewound the other camera that was viewing the camera that got messed up, they could not see how it happened. How if, do we if explain that's that? True, if that's true, we don't know it's true. We have to. We're believing uh, and and trusting the you know Alexander and others that have come out publicly and talked about it. Let's talk about this with more
0: with the return of Chris O'Brien and Gene and Randall. You're in the Pericast.
7: Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
3: house flies defecate every
14: four to five minutes spreading diseases and germs protect your food and your health with bug assault a miniaturized shotgun which utilizes ordinary table salt as ammunition non-toxic no batteries required only 39.95 use discount code gcn and get an extra 10 percent off your purchase at bugassault.com. fire your fly swatter get your bug assault today
3: USA Radio News with Wendy King.
10: As President Trump prepares to announce a council to get the country back open again, his task force members are saying to wait a bit longer until it's safe. Dr. Deborah Birx wants the leveling off of cases and deaths to continue.
13: We have not reached the peak. And so every day we need to continue to do what we did yesterday and the week before and the week before
10: that. Next week, the president will announce the creation of a Council of Economic and Medical Experts who will plan on how and when to reopen the country.
3: If you reopen the country in May and there's a new outbreak were
0: spiking infections. Are you open to the idea of shutting the country down again?
15: Depending on the outbreak, yeah. You would. And that's happened, as you know, with
10: a couple of countries. This is USA Radio News.
20: Balance of Nature. Changing the world, one life at a time.
10: thank goodness for the Balance of Nature.
4: It just keeps me strong and healthy and I don't have any aches and pains. I've taken so many supplements and all the different things they promise and I'm like I don't feel anything. I don't
10: feel anything. You know, vitamins, protein powders, whey proteins, all this stuff that says it's going to do what it's going to do. But the balance of nature exceeded my expectations. I cannot
20: believe how it has affected everything. So I am completely grateful for it. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order of fruits and veggies. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA.
12: Extendivite really works. Just listen to what Dr. Joe has to say.
1: Hypertension runs in my family, unfortunately. I started having problems a number of years ago, and I had heard the commercials a number of times,
12: and I personally do not like the idea of being on medication. (laughs) Even though I'm a physician, you would think, you know, that's our thing, but we just don't like it. So I I figured, you know, I'll start the product, and I did, and I got to tell you, it does help. By the grace of God and that product, you know, my labs come back really good all the time, right on the money. I used to always have, like, cold toes in the wintertime, and I used to love going down to Florida for my medical conferences. But
1: since I've been taking the product regularly, I don't have that problem anymore. you got a great product there, Don, and I just wanted to tell you how appreciative I am. Thank you so much.
12: To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life
19: with ExtendoVite.
0: Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the
1: Paracast. Before we go on with Chris O'Brien, Randall, any more questions from the question bank? I think we've covered them all, Gene. They're looking pretty good there from what I can tell. Just let me have a quick look here to make sure we've got them all. Some of them we, of course, just covered in general conversation. So... Uh, Apart from mentioning that, uh, Chris, you've got a GoFundMe page where people can go and chip in if they want to help support the uh, acquisition project. Yeah, it's GoFundMe. Let's
2: see. What what would it be? Dot com forward slash S-L-V
1: dash U-F-O-D-A-P. Oh, and one more. We touched on it briefly, but it's about the Mad Cow and Chronic Wasting Disease and I heard a news item not that long ago where we're seeing a real rise on that in the wild animal population, in deer yeah. and such. Yeah. So you know, have, have you got any insight into that that you can share with us? Well, as many longtime
2: listeners know, no, I've, I've always been impressed by David Perkins' nuclear um, environmental uh, radiation theory, um, 100 above-ground nuclear tests. Spread through the Rockies uh, to the east, and then really dumped uh, radiation from Alberta, Saskatchewan, down uh, to Texas. But most of it went Nebraska, Kansas, Colorado, uh, which is the areas that were hardest hit by the mutilators in the 70s. The reason why he, he identified that was because west of the Rockies, there are very very few mutilation cases. Well, David and I have been wondering how long it's going to take, if this theory holds true, how long it's going to take for mutilations to start occurring west of the Rockies as a result of the radiation coming from Fukushima. And wouldn't you know it, uh, this last fall, we had uh, six cases in Oregon. There's rumors of cases in Northern California that I haven't confirmed. And, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) cases west of the Rockies are extremely rare. So um, that's one little note uh, to be aware of. Another thing to be aware of is that radiation in the environment, it's now um, been demonstrated that it somehow uh, there's copper in the blood in, in, in the animal is somehow involved. I'm not sure scientifically, but there seems to be a correlation with um, radiation and the susceptibility to prion disease. So um, that, that could be one explanation why we're seeing such an explosion of uh, prion disease in deer and elk herds. Now, since the October 17th 1997 blowdown event um, that was 20 you know miles of trees on the continental divide were flattened in five minutes and chronic wasting disease broke out in the deer herds there and that that outbreak has now spread across um, all the way from Vermont down to Virginia I think and then everywhere in between pretty much um, I think we're up to I think it's spread to eighteen eighteen states that it's just you know we're uh, David Perkins and I as uh, some of you read uh, listeners know are we're working on a follow-up book to stock in the herd which analyzes all the data in, in stock in the herd we've been working on it for almost six years and we're starting to look into the science uh levels of copper in the blood residual radiation and uh I'm also um exploring the theory that uh may support the um the growth of high tension lines into the rural areas also may have a correlation with the um exa- um you know outbreaks of mutilations. Uh, back in the 70s so you know i don't want to uh, uh, there's just a couple of little things just to give you an idea i don't want to go too much into it because we don't have much time but but uh yeah i'm uh i've been i've been working uh doing a lot of research and um
1: doing a lot of recordings with david so <laughs> hey speaking of recordings uh as maybe fewer people know Uh, Other than those who are very familiar with you on the show, you are a keyboardist, a fine musician who is uh, experienced in progressive rock and you've got an album out there. Have you been doing any playing at all lately? Uh,
2: No, I've 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 helped. uh, I've gone in and done some production work uh, here in upstate, Um, you know, just kind of, you know, could you help me do this? Could you help me do that? a couple of younger bands uh interested in you know how to create a workflow and and stuff and i've, I've been doing some things um you know um recording tracks and and um FTPing tracks uh, for projects and um i'm about ready to gear up for a new black raven project um we're in the midst now of everybody kind of coming up with some tunes we're going to um, you know, do a conference call and, <laughs> and get everybody's opinions on uh what we're coming up with, but uh, eh, the music stuff. I mean, I i, I don't know, I, I i i thought I was going to retire when I hit 30 if I hadn't made <laughs> it, and, and then yeah. I said, okay, well, I'll give it to 35. And then I said, when I was 40, my, my new drummer was 19, mm-hmm. so um, I figured, oh, that's it, and then the 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 kids got me involved in Upa Guru, and uh, you know and then I got involved in Concrete Sky. Oh my God! Um, so I'm I'm really not doing that much playing. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm doing a, f- a few things here and there
1: just to break the monotony. <laughs> well, that's cool. It's, you know, there's so many people in ufology that have a musical. Yeah, a flair yeah, or a side to them. Uh, it's, it's, Erica it's Luke's true. was on not long ago, and man, she's a great vocalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's,
8: yeah, you, know, she's,
1: yeah, she's the, you know you don't really realize these things until you look it up. You almost have to kind of Google them and then look yeah. for that particular side of the people. Yeah, yeah. Mac Mac Maloney. I don't know if yeah. you have checked out any of his stuff. Yeah. But, I
11: mean, oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a while ago, but and Micah Hanks. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, he, his brother. <laughs> Oh, what a talent! And uh, he had a band, the, the what the good Laurel Runners, the Green Laurel Runners or something. It's some of the best bluegrass I've heard since uh, Nickel Creek. <laughs> I mean, really world
1: class um, uh, bluegrass. I mean, really good. And, and, and you know, to uh, these days, like you were saying, there's musicians can network with files and they can get a digital audio workstation and they can just send them back and forth over the internet and piece together a whole piece i mean yeah it takes some of the it takes that live glow out of it but it's still something that people can do and work together on and and make something kind of cool
2: yeah well you got to do the basic tracks together uh uh, the first black raven album or the second black raven album even though we did a lot of the overdubs and stuff over the internet because they were in la and i was you know in arizona um i the initial four or five days that we spent actually getting the uh you know the basic tracks down uh were really important because i i don't think you can really it just takes all the uh, the humanity and the life out of it if everything is is sampled. And I got one of the you know the finest you know heavy metal drummers in the world. You know, it's an incredible uh, percussionist as well. So
1: um, you I'm know, env- I'm envious about that. I'll, I'll, well, you know, uh, I'm using Easy Drummer and programming it the best I can. But yeah I, yeah, I miss a real drummer for sure.
8: Yeah, but,
2: yeah. It just is. It, it gives it a whole. Um, more organic and more
1: human feel. Yeah. Hey, but you know what they're doing now? They've got these bands that are uh, performing as holograms. Have you seen
2: that? I have. Yeah. 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 They're doing a Michael Jackson tour, a Whitney Houston. I think they had out there. And, and, and yeah. you know, you know I'll tell you what: we back. don't need
0: we don't need the original artists anymore. We can just use their avatars or uh, augmented reality. We got more to come well, with Gene you know, and Randall. You know, And Chris, you're in the
1: Paracast.
7: Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
0: As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year, You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com
6: slash host.
3: Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now, there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. Here's a clip from the Rachel Ray Show testing the results of Instantly Ageless.
13: Board-certified
10: dermatologist, Dr. Whitney Bowe. If you're looking to try to turn back the clock on a budget, you know, in the privacy of your own home, but actually there's some recent technologies emerging, almost like changes the behavior of the skin right. while it sits on the skin. She went off to try a product called instantly ageless yeah instantly you could see a difference even the cameraman were like wow look at the difference yeah I mean, but i would definitely use this product. this product within minutes of applying it it was actually a very dramatic rejuvenation
3: try instantly ageless today at gcnlife.com that's gcnlife.com 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at gcnlife.com that's gcnlife.com Tahibo Tea Club's original
21: pure Pau Diarco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus doesn't grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti infection, anti inflammation, and anti parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pau Diarco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pau de Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at shopsupertea.com or call 818-984-6100. That's shopsupertea.com or call 818-984-6100. shopsupertea.com
8: This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio.
0: Consider Chris O'Brien how in the final two Star Wars movies, they were made after Carrie Fisher died,
2: but she still plays a prominent role in both of them. Right. And they've, they've got this really cool program where they've taken uh, Holocaust survivors and with 20 different cameras, they've sat them down for a week and asked them every question they can think of about, you know, their lives and their experience in the camps. And then they've plugged it into an artificial intelligence program. I saw this on 60 Minutes this week. And so you can sit down and interview the hologram, and it will come up with a proper answer based on your question because there's, there's a huge uh, database of answers that each one of these individuals has given. Several of the people have died, and you can still go and, and sit there in front of them as a hologram and uh, interview them and come up with any question you, you can think of.
1: Wow. That <laughs> is so awesome. This brings us back to all the way back to the beginning where we were talking about UFOs. You mentioned Kevin Day and the project that he's got going to do an expedition off the uh, West Coast. And we had Gary Voorhees on the show. And he, of course, was uh, one of the technicians on one of the ships. Now, we got talking to him about the possibility and as other people as well, Kevin D. Randall, that what... Maybe happened with the Nimitz encounters is actually some kind of high tech countermeasures that they were testing in secret and that could involve some kind of a holographic. How about this? How about the Air Force punk in the Navy? (laughs) Maybe. I mean, a lot of this stuff has come out of the Navy in the past, like more, like you know this too, right? Like, than even the Air Force. So, you know, if this was something like that, very easily could have been when you start looking at that kind of technology. I mean, think of if, if what we can do now, what you were just describing out in the public. Think if, if you gave the military like a billion dollars in 20 years to develop it, what they could come up with. They can yeah. do it.
2: Yeah, well, they're probably 20 years ahead of what they've acknowledged right now. I was sitting uh, working with James, with Jacques, and I, I turned to him and said, you know, Jacques, what do you, what do you think of this whole Nimitz thing and the tic-tac thing? And, like a Native American elder. This, this is great. He looked at me, kind of shrugged his shoulders, rolled his eyes and shook his head. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say a word, you know, it was like, it was great. It was but perfect. I just, everything. I just cracked up. And so, I don't know. He was like, nah. <laughs> I can't think of a, a much better person to ask that question. That is classic.
1: Yeah, just imagine it now what do you think about the whole okay back to the issue of disclosure stephen bassett style disclosure is it going to happen
2: no uh it's not there it's all in the private sector or most of it we don't have accessibility like we do with uh, governmental information and and stuff with the foia you know they've been very smart about the way they've compartmentalized it. And, Certain key elements, I think, are in the private sector. I think the whole idea of disclosure is a pipe dream. I think, like I said earlier, disclosure is going to be James Fox's film if it actually is able to get viewed by people in 1,400 theaters, and then it's going to spread around the world. They're doing uh, translations into all these different languages. You know, for the vast majority of people, they're going to be sitting there munching popcorn. All this stuff is going to become be an absolute revelation, and I think when people look back in twenty years, they're going to remember, hey, this is when everybody got educated. Finally uh, oh got the
1: message. Yeah, yeah,
2: it is a an incredible educational tool, and I, I'll bet you that uh, schools in the future, when the subject of UFOs and and uh, aerial objects comes up, they're just going to put James's film
1: on. Well, I really hope so, because even one of his first attempts, you know, the Out of the Blue film, I thought was really excellent then. Yeah. And this is supposed to be just sort of the culmination of all of those efforts come together and done. And
2: it is, you know, Out of the Blue was a really good little indie film. This is uh,
1: big time. This is big time. As we get to the end of the show now, trying to, you know, return to that idea of the whole glass half full thing or pouring water in let's suppose that the aliens are waiting for some sign earthly unity where we can set down our arms and work together in a positive way on solving Why? something no mean- hang on hang on i'm i'm just saying if you were out in space now look at the world now we're not instead of fighting each other We're fighting a common enemy that isn't us. The airplanes are grounded. The skies are getting bluer. The water is getting clearer. And if there ever was a time for them to realize we can do it, now's the time.
2: Yeah, I know. It sounds good in theory. But uh, like Agent Smith told Morpheus in the original uh, Matrix, you're a virus. Everything you touch, you know, dies. I don't think the aliens give a a flying hoot about us. I think they, they're interested in the, the incredible biodiversity on this planet, and we are you know the most detrimental thing to that wonderful biodiversity. How many species are we use, losing every day? I think we're secondary in, in their interest. I think they're interested in, in other things. I think it's way too anthropomorphic uh, to think that we're important enough for anything out there to come I think the only reason why the aliens and the flying saucers showed up after we started popping off nuclear bombs was because we were putting them in peril because they already live here. They're more terrestrial than we are. And they showed up en masse with large flotillas of craft as a show of force just to let us know that they were a little bit uh, nervous.
0: (laughs) Chris O'Brien, before we have to go, as you know, the closing credits, can you tell our listeners if they want to check out what you're doing? Where do they go and give us a brief summary once again of what you got planned in the near
16: future?
2: Well, as soon as I can fly and and get my tail out there to the San Luis Valley, I've got funding for phase two. I'm going to be out there for a month and putting up uh, two cameras and a multi-sensor unit. I've got some cool stuff going on with this particular project that I kind of hinted around about that's in development. You know, I'm uh, otherwise engaged in trying to get this book done. I'm also doing research on not one but two other books. So, you know, lots of things are happening. I'm, uh, you know, keeping motivated. So ourstrangeplanet.com, if you want to uh, read some of my articles, go to the SLV uh, places of interest map. That's a good one. And then if you want to help out with our camera project, it's ufodap.com. You know, there's a full store with 50 different uh, items uh, for setting up your own uh, observational um, triangulated situation. And um, there's also a GoFundMe. Uh, page that you can click on and help us defray some of the costs. And it's been great getting everybody updated. I kind of wanted to wait till I had something <laughs>
0: enough to say. <laughs> we have no problem with that. You had plenty to say, and we look forward to having you come on every so often to the PowerCast. Give us an update of how things are going. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. If you look for the PowerCast, go ahead and look for. The two Paracast entries on Facebook, if you're so inclined. And don't forget that we have now four sets of branded merchandise at the Paracast.shop. Go to the Paracast.shop. We have low prices and every size under creation, unless you are the proverbial 400-pound man in the basement who hacks Democratic National Committee servers. I was being political, excuse me, but we can even accommodate that. <laughs> You can also check out the Paracast Plus at the plus. We offer this show enhanced audio free of the network ads and the amazing After the Paracast podcast where you never, ever, ever know what's going to happen next. In fact, this weekend, Randall, who's going to be on?
1: Ben Hurl from uh, the Victorian UFO Association from Australia. He'll be on after the Paracast this week. And then I believe he's scheduled back for the main show. So to get a taste of Ben, uh, tune in to the, after the Paracast. And then uh, again uh, next week for the main show.
0: Go to theparacast.plus for more information. Theparacast.plus. Chris O'Brien, let's not make it two years next time before we have to come, <laughs> come back. Take care, my friend.
2: All right. Thanks for having me.